Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and this is the Friday 15, where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we answer the industry questions that you have submitted. And if you're not sure where to submit them, go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15, because we are running short on questions. We usually have a pretty long list, but we would love to hear from you whether it has to be with starting an agency, growing your business, a question about suppliers, we often find the experts that can answer the questions for you. Um, so let me go, before we jump into kind of uh, anything, let me go ahead and introduce my co-host. So I have Vanessa McGovern on from Gifted Travel Network. Hello, Vanessa. Hello, Steph. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me and hello to everyone. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. So um, for those that missed this, so we did host week a few weeks ago. We'll put a link in the comments to that. But Vanessa and her GTN team really came out in the spades for host week. So we had, who do we have? We had Vanessa and Carolyn from the GTN like home team. And then we had three of your advisors. Uh, We had Roseanne talking about travel insurance. Right. Erica Carr talking about the marketing playbook. And then Erin Smith was talking, what was she talking about now? can't remember, but we're going to link to all of those in the comments so you can watch them. Um, you know, they're all covering different topics, but I would especially, uh, because this is really important. And I, this was when we had people fill out the exit surveys, a lot of people mentioned this as one of their favorite edge spots. Um, mm-hmm. And that's Roseanne when she was talking about the travel insurance. She's the queen of travel insurance. Yes, just to give people a background on her and why it's different than, say, listening to Allianz or Travel Guard and their presentations. She comes, so she's a travel advisor with GTN, and then she also was in the insurance world for a really long time. So she has this very unique angle, uh, very tangible, easy to understand tips, and uh, lots of great information in that one. She's very thorough. Oh, it was, I learned a lot. I mean, I feel like I've been sitting in on insurance presentations for like 20 years and I was like oh well that was helpful I know (laughs) why has no one said it that way before (laughs) she does she says it in a way that really makes it relatable and easy to understand because sometimes it can be nebulous and she makes it easy yeah and yeah it was just so easy because she was like here I'm going to show you what a sample contract looks like or like a sample policy looks like this is what you're going to want to look for they're always going to be numbered this is what you're searching for I was like oh I love this So, well, let's see. So before we get into the questions, I just want to remind everybody, because again, host week ended a few weeks ago. um, We did launch a course on starting a travel agency and we have a host week special that is ending this Sunday, February 12th for 50% off the course. So uh, we will link to the course and then the promo code is HWHUZA, like H-U-Z-Z-A-H. So that can save you 50%. And then Monday evening, the 13th, we will be having a meetup for the course at 7 p.m. Central Time in the course community. So check that out if you're interested. And then Vanessa, let's get into our questions. Okay, let's do this. Okay, so first one comes from Jenny, and Jenny submitted this a couple weeks ago. So thanks for being uh, patient, Jenny. Um, My question is, if my host agency only quotes in U.S. dollars, will that be tough for a Canadian advisor? a great question and you know shout out to all the canadians watching i'm actually originally from toronto so i am canadian you don't have Uh, the o's though i would never i I I know know occasionally it slips in there (laughs) i would never like i hear it on jackie friedman 
I hear it in myself. I do not ever hear it in you. (laughs) It does come out. I will, I will say. So for Gifted Travel Network, we are a U.S. incorporated business and we do not have a company incorporation in Canada at this time. So from the GTN lens, we can't really answer that question in the way that I know that you're looking for it because we only do US-based advisors. There are some host agencies out there, speaking of Jackie and Nexion, that do um, that have, you know, a company based in Canada, like, you know, there's Nexion Canada. And so for mm-hmm. our Canadian advisors uh, that participate and engage in, in HAR, be sure to make sure that you're thoroughly looking at the hosts and making sure that, you know, who can host a Canadian advisor. Not all can. We are unfortunately one that cannot at this time. Yes. So let me just show everybody. I'm going to do a screen share for those of you that are listening in. I'm just going to host agency reviews. I'm going to the host agency list. And there's a really simple way, Jenny, to figure out who who's going to be able to quote in Canadian dollars versus U.S. dollars um, as a general rule. So accept agents in if you press Canada, that'll show you um, who is accepting Canadian advisors into their network. So I would say that um, the other thing I want to mention is a couple of weeks ago, we had a really great question come in um, about booking clients outside the currency you're quoting them in and the challenges that come with that. And we got answers from probably eight or nine host agencies because everybody's a little bit different and every supplier is a little bit different. And so I'm going to put a link to that in the comments so you can take a look. Definitely listen to that because that's going to open your eyes a little bit more. I think it would be best for you if you were able to go with a host agency that was able to quote in Canadian dollars if that's what all your clients are doing. So that's kind of the long and short on that. All right. Now, I think I'm going to give you a question you can answer here, Vanessa. So thank you. (laughs) This is from Tina. And Tina is wondering, as someone, yes, as someone new to the travel industry, I'm a little confused on why a consortium is important on my quest to finding the perfect host agency. Could you please explain the benefits I'd receive as a hosted advisor via the host agency through a consortium? So Vanessa, tell us about your situation. Yes, great question. It comes up a lot. And as a new advisor and you are in the researching phase of your business, it is important to decide. It is important to uh, ask who the consortium is of the host because it will play a factor in how you start and really more relevantly, how you scale your business. And so the consortia, it, the considerate, it's it's all about buying power, essentially, right? So all of these, all of the host agencies, whether it's a host, whether it's a brick and mortar, whether it's a host with independent contractors like like Gifted Travel Network, or different models of businesses that have IATA numbers, they all sort of they affiliate with the consortia, and you can consider that sort of like an umbrella company, if you will, and they link into a larger company because the you know they're they're greater together all of us all the agencies are greater together and then the consortium can go and negotiate on behalf of all the collective agencies and what that means it's a there's a few different ways in which that's relevant for new advisors and how it's relevant most immediately is access so when the consortia has large buying power they can negotiate hotel programs for example um 
and offer your clients additional amenities. So if a hotel is part of a consortium hotel program and you're booking that hotel for your client and they're linked into the consortia, chances are they'll get the first available upgrade. They'll get amenities like, uh, you know, strawberries in the room or a credit for dinner in the restaurant or maybe a car pickup from the airport and there's all there's a whole menu of amenities that it might be relevant for but the consortia can negotiate all of that because they're doing it on everybody's behalf versus you know one individual agency might not have as much leverage with their individual sales but put all the sales together and more doors open also with consortias, what, uh, where it matters, where you're a new advisor is you have to ask yourself, what type of business will you be focusing on? Who will my, who will your ideal clients be? And don't mm -hmm. think of it as who you'll attract to your business initially. Think about what, how you're setting your business up for success and what are the types of transaction sizes or the, just the, the scope of your business. So you have to decide, are you going to focus on mass market are you going to focus on premium? Or are you going to focus on luxury or and or ultra lux? And that's when that matters with the consortium as well, because there's different consortiums uh, for different market segments. And if you are planning on leaning into the lux and ultra lux market, but you've picked a host agency whose consortium is more mass market premium, it might be fine initially, but once you get into your groove and you're expanding your transaction sizes and you want to expand your marketing, it could pose a problem or a challenge because then you're going to want maybe potentially want to switch. So you want to be picking a host home where you're going to stay and you're going to find your community and you're going to lean into the resources. And so one of the things that a consortium does is consumer marketing for you, which is a huge benefit, especially as a new advisor. Our advisors at Gifted Travel Network, they're able to hook into the, in our case, Virtuoso Marketing. Virtuoso, the magazine, is such a beautiful publication. It's like a, a member sending out a Condé Nast or travel and leisure style magazine. And the affordability is amazing. And you can brand those magazines with your own business name and your own business assets. So when your client gets it, it doesn't, doesn't say it's coming from Virtuoso. I mean, it's coming from you and your business name and the call to action is for the client to reach out to you. There's also individual direct mail pieces that you can access beautifully designed pieces. There's also email marketing, there's social media, there's a whole suite of marketing that you can access with your consortium. And so if that's the segment you want to you want to be leaning into with Lux or Ultra Lux, and they have marketing that's in line with that, that has to be part of your decision making, even when you're new. So it really comes down to who do you want to serve? What type of business are you looking to build for your for your for your overall portfolio? And maybe you don't necessarily know that right away, right? But if you are clear right away, it's important that you find a host that has a consortia that is aligned with the caliber of business that you want to sell. Does that help? That's really helpful. And I think for those that are newer, just Virtuoso is very much tied to the ultra lux and lux clientele mm -hmm. market. We will put a link in uh, to their consortium profile so you can take a look. We'll also put a link into our article on, I'm sorry, Orion's saying hello. He's a he's a little bit antsy today. Love it. Um, we'll put a link into our consortium, what a consortium is article, because some of the other things besides what 
you're talking about, Vanessa, with the hotel programs and the marketing, there's other things to think about too, because some consortia like Virtuoso, for example, has a consumer facing brand. So people are aware of it. They do. And some consortia do not. So if that's important to you right. one way or the other, that's something yeah. to consider. Thank you for bringing that up because why that matters is our members are constantly getting leads because of the virtuoso consumer facing initiatives. Travelers are searching for virtuoso advisors. We just had an advisor just this week close an Amon booking. And I mean, that was like a $50,000 booking. Like the leads that are coming through the virtuoso through the virtuoso profiles what happens is is that you have a consumer facing profile on virtuoso.com if you're affiliated with gifted travel network and consumers are going and they're typically searching for advisors in their geographic area although not always the case um, but that's kind of the common denominator that we're seeing they'll find you and they'll reach out and some of these leads are amazing that's so that's, that's no that's true and then like one other thing i want to mention about this because it can be a little bit confusing the differences between consortia and host agencies, but if we're looking at hierarchical, so mm -hmm. it'd be your agency, your host agency, your host agency has all these ICs underneath them. So they have quite a few sales, you know, it depends on the host agency size, but the larger ones will have hundreds of millions in sales. You get to the consortia level and it's scales above that. And so you yeah. can tell the marketing power behind there. There's a lot of shared business resources that mm -hmm. all the agencies that belong with the consortia can lock into. And then one of the other things to mention, though, is you as an independent contractor get access to a lot of the consortia's um, services and products and things like that mm -hmm. without having to meet the entrance criteria. Because for a lot of consortia, you have to have X amount of dollars in preferred suppliers. And it's in right. the hundreds to millions of dollars in preferred right. supplier sales. And so you can't, it's very difficult uh, unless you're amazing. Right. That's the whole buying power. Yeah. And so you get access into that. Um, you can go to their national meetings. You can go on their fam trips that they've set up. Your As an IC, you'd be able to lock into those if you fit whatever the criteria is. Um, so there's, there's a lot that comes with that. And then we'll also put a link not only to Virtuosos, but just to the consortium list. So you can, mm -hmm. there's, there's not very many, there's hundreds of host agencies. Mm -hmm. yeah. Consortia wise, there's under 10. So yeah. I mean, truly the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And that's the consortia is there to be additional bench strength for you uh, as a hosted advisor. And there's literally endless resources that uh, the consortiums offer all of them. Yes. Yes, exactly. So that was hopefully that answered your question, um, Tina. And then and gave you a bigger picture on the consortia and what role they play. Um, our next one comes from Grace. And Grace is asking, if I were to join a host agency, should I wait and take the trainings they offer? Or are these all complementary to the ones that are offered independently? So not all trainings across host agencies are not created equal. So it's a really tough question to answer head on because it really depends on the agency and the different trainings that are offered because there are some host models that it's more of a Netflix style training situation, right? Where you are like part of that. the host agency and you just decide, you know what, today I really want to learn about cruising. And so then you can go there and, oh, look, there's a seaborne training. Let me do that one. Or maybe you go and you decide, you know, I think I need to know a little bit more about the CRM that they offer. And so I'm going to do that. And so you're kind of self-guiding yourself 
There are other host agencies that outline a path. There are other host agencies that, that are internally branded to the host agency. There are then some host agencies that then leverage the en endless amount of independent uh, and complementary trainings that are offered by partners, by cruise lines, by tour operators, by destination boards. And so it really just depends on how you want to frame your immersion into the host agency initially and what you need. I mean, there are some people that come into the industry that already know everything there is to know about the cruise industry. So they really don't need to take those trainings, but really they need to know more about something else so they can guide, you know, they can be guided that way. So generally speaking, that's sort of a broad answer. I mean, then there's host agencies like ours, like Gifted Travel Network, where our training is mapped out and there's a clear path for training. If you're new to the industry, we have a new to the industry training path and it is a 12 month program. And there is a, an investment cost to that because it is structured and because it involves coaching and mentoring throughout the year. And there's so many components to that. So really what I recommend when it comes to deciding training before you dive into training and consume the endless amounts of content endless. that exists in this industry. And I'll talk about, I want to actually say a comment about that in a second, but before, before I do, you have to first decide what is the end goal here? What is it that you're looking to sell? What is it that you're looking to focus on with your business? What is the product? What is the experience? What is the transaction size? And then layer your training in, to support that because otherwise you can get on autopilot and just start consuming whatever is thrown at you your inbox is a constant you know email of this training that training here take this here win this here attend this and possibly get a free trip there so the sidebar comment to that step is i like to tell our advisors at gifted travel network if you suffer from shiny object syndrome this is the worst industry to work in oh god <laughs> There are shiny objects everywhere. So I know travel advisors that are like, my expertise is river cruising and I'm river cruising in Europe. And I know this and da, da, da. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, look, let me take this webinar about Bora Bora over the water bungalows because I might win three Obviously you want to go to Bora Bora and do an over the water bungalow training. But again, does that line up with your niche and your business model at this time? No. So stay focused on what you need to stay focused on. And when you don't have a direction for your business and how you want to take the path that you're trying to take in terms of being profitable and growing, what happens is that it's so easy to fall into the shiny object trap. I know travel advisor stuff, and I'm sure you know many too, that started their business a two, three years ago, and they have every certification you know, that you can get. They've taken webinars, yeah. they've taken trainings, they've taken fans, but guess what they don't have? Clients. Yeah. And they're not making any money. So it's very easy to fall into that because of the endless amount of training. So the good news is that there's endless amount of training. There's training for everything. The bad news is that there's endless amount of training. There's training for everything. And so you have to stay focused on what you want for your business and then allow the training to layer into that. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great point. I mean, we are not joking when we say there are endless amounts of training. You, you're probably like, oh, how many could they be? But they're... Yeah. It is mind boggling. Like when people are like, I, is there any training available? I'm like, oh, is there ever? Um, 
So the one thing I think that would maybe help people as they're trying to figure out which trainings to take, not only are what they want to focus on, but then like kind of putting it into buckets. So, I mean, it's important to know the operation side of your business. Yes. And so oftentimes host agencies will have trainings that's specific to your host agency on how right. you're supposed to invoice things, how right. their internal systems work. Always right. take those. Always take those. Um, but like Vanessa said, if they're going to offer a whole bunch of trainings through their vendors, because mm -hmm. they sell a lot of different vendors, only attend the ones that are going to be applicable to you. Um, and then you can go outside of that because for sales and marketing, that's another skill set. And mm -hmm. your host agency may have those or you could go independently right. outside of that and find right. those. That's a good point. You know. We use this, we've just, we have this discussion at Gifted Travel Network about this whole 80-20 rule, which you hear often said, but the way that we sort of categorize that when it comes to training is that typically if you're not in control of your of the training and your path to profitability in the industry, what will end up happening as a default is that 80% of the training that's put in front of you that you end up consuming ends up being product experience destination you know cruise line tour operators related and only 20 percent ends up being around like business operations marketing and client attraction if you want to be profitable in this industry you actually have to flip it you need to make sure that you are spending 80 percent of your time in client attraction marketing sales business processes and efficiencies and operations and 20% of your time in product because you could know every room category of whatever hotel or every cruise line or every port or every this or every that. But if you don't know how to actually attract your ideal client, you don't have a business. Learning everything there is to know about the hotel or the, again, like the cruise line, it does, that's not going to help you get a client. You know, it is a very important element so that mm -hmm. you can speak educatedly and understand how it fits. But what's more important is education and training on how to find your ideal client. Who is that? Where are you marketing? And you just made a really important comment, Steph. You made a comment about Maybe you have to go outside the industry. Sometimes host agencies offer it. Sometimes you have to go outside. Like one of one example is Facebook ads. You know, we offer Facebook ads training at Gifted Travel Network. We have a lot of advisors that successfully use Facebook ads to attract their ideal clients. We have an advisor that built an entire world cruise business on this digital strategy. That's where you put your focus on is marketing and client attraction strategies. And that is often overlooked when you're new. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's so much to know and learn from a product side, but please make sure you're staying focused on that segment of training. Yeah, I think having the balance, and I've, I've never heard it that way, but I like that 80-20 because it is important to know the products, yeah. but it's important to know how to run like run your business, but also then marketing it. Like Those are equally as important. So yeah. love love that, love that, love that. Um, we're also going to put a couple of resources in the links for this. So um, we do have an article on the travel agent education options. This does not obviously include them all, but we'll put some of the larger ones in there. And then we'll also put a link to our events calendar. And that's a lot. You could get fam trips. You can get in-person events. There's webinars from different host agencies on there. So that's another place you could look uh, if for some reason you were feeling like you weren't getting enough education fire hosed <laughs> into your mouth. <laughs> No um, shortage of education. No. 
<laughs> it is just crazy. Like sometimes I see people that have the certificates on their website and it's, you know, like they have like 25 or something. I I'm know, like, wow. I know. They're serious. It's such education. a great question. I'm so glad that this was posed because it is so important to sort of take a step back before you kind of race into trainings just to make sure you are using your time wisely. Yes, exactly. Yes, because of that shiny object syndrome. So, yeah. Well, Vanessa, if people have any questions, if they want to either ask you a question or learn more about GTN, mm -hmm. what is the best way for them to do that? We'll put the link to your profile yes. um, in the comments, but what, how else can they reach you? Thank you. If you have an additional question about anything that I just mentioned, you can email join us at giftedtravelnetwork.com and uh, we will review that question. It'll get to me as well so that I can um, answer it more thoroughly perhaps. And I'd love to hear from you. And if you love the tip, you can email join us at giftedtravelnetwork.com. I'd also love to hear that as well. And that's the best way to reach us in terms of email. Of course, go to our website, giftedtravelnetwork.com to learn more. You can follow me on various social channels. I'm most active on LinkedIn these days. And it's easy to find me on LinkedIn by just searching Vanessa McGovern. You'll see me there. Uh, drop me a connection request to send me a note. And I'd love to hear from you that way as well. And you can also check the comments because we'll put a link to our LinkedIn profile there. So you don't even yeah. have to you don't even have to type it into search. We're making it Perfect. that easy. So thanks for making it easy, Steph. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Vanessa. And thank you all for joining us. We do have some more co-hosts coming up this month. So next week we have Travel Quest Network on February 17th. The following week, which is the 24th, we have Travel Planners International. So if you have questions for that specific host agency um, or just any questions in general, again, make sure to go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15 and submit your questions. So thank you again for joining us, Vanessa, and we will see you all next Friday. Thanks, everyone. Bye.